Too much potter. <laughs> way, way too much potter. As I look at the Brewers offseason as a, as a whole, I don't really think they anticipate getting a lot from Ryan Braun in what may be his last season. Uh, he did have a quote the other day at the Fan Fest, I think a week or so ago, where he suggested this might be his last year. Um, so I think the Brewers are kind of game planning for we may not get you know, an excellent final season from Ryan Braun's. Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Podtar. As we have continue our 30 Teams on 30 Pods series, and this is going to be with the Brewers. And I have Brewers fan Zach uh, Bellman on for this podcast. Thanks for having me, Alex. No problem. Thanks for coming on. And so, you know, first off, to start off, I just want to talk about, like, last season – uh, well, the Brewers finished it second in their in the NL Central, and made well they made it as a wild card, and then obviously they ended up falling to the Washington Nationals' eventual World Series champion mm-hmm. in that wild card game. So that was a tough tough one you for you guys to swallow because you know they came back and ended up being that Soto hit bases clearing hit that you know ended up winning the game for them. So. But I mean, I guess it makes you feel better since they ended up going on, going on to win it at all, anyway. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, to lose to the eventual World Series champion is is a little bit of, uh, you know, a silver lining and into the you know season overall. But I think the season overall, um, you know, to to minimize it to the to the wild card game is is uh, kind of you know is not quite looking at the season for a whole. I think it was a really interesting season for the Brewers, um, you know, especially what they were just coming off of because they were in the NLCS a year before, a game away from the World Series against the Dodgers in a Game 7 at home. And, um, you know, going into 2019, I think this was a team that felt that they were a player away, and they picked up what they thought was that player in Yasmani Grandal. And as the season transpired, it uh, got rather interesting as some of the guys that they counted on that got them to that NLCS in 2018 really fell off the map. I mean, there were four All-Stars uh, going into 2019 that were returning from the team uh, in 2018. And uh, among them were uh, Jesus Aguilar, uh, Jeremy Jeffers, Lorenzo Cain, and uh, Josh Hader. And of those four All-Stars from 2018, two are off the team as of now, and uh, one regressed significantly in, significantly in 2019. Uh, Jesus Aguilar, first of all, was uh, one of the leaders in home runs. He had uh, 274 with 35 home runs um, and was hitting just over 200 with dipping power numbers before he was traded to the Rays uh, for Jacob Faria. And then... Um, Jeremy Jeffress went from an all-star reliever in 2018 with eight wins and 15 saves in relief to falling off the face of the earth with an ERA just over five. He was designated for assignment, and the Cubs just picked him up uh, about a week ago. And uh, Lorenzo Cain is the leadoff hitter. Uh, after making the all-star team in 2018, dropped from a 308 average to a 260 average, which was his worst since 2013. And Travis Shaw, another guy for them that was uh, among their leaders in home runs with 32 in 2018, completely lost his bat in 2019, hitting 157 and getting sent back a couple times down to the minors. 
Um, I could keep going. I don't want to. I don't want to monopolize the conversation here, Alex. But um, you, you get a sense for how they lost some of their bats right. uh, that really got them to that NLCS. And it, it's really interesting to uh, to sit here and, and be talking about a team that still made the playoffs when so many key contributors from 2018, um, you know, did not have much of an impact in 2019. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely solid points. And then another big thing was, too, was, uh, you know, they obviously lost Yelich for, like, the last couple weeks of the season. So being able to still get make the wildcard game, even when he was down, like, that's that's big, too. Absolutely. And, um, you know, for them down the stretch, I mean, it was it was actually more about the, the pitching. Obviously, you think about the offensive losses of um, of Yelich on the offensive end being an MVP and having uh, that was one of my things that I had for things that went right for the Brewers in 2019 was uh, the fact that Yelich had as good, if not better of a year and was well on his way, I think, to at least being in the conversation, if not uh, taking a second consecutive MVP away from uh, Cody Bellinger uh, before going down there. And obviously he had offensive contributions from the guy who took his spot and then made that critical error in the wild card, Trent Grisham. Uh, but he also had uh, Keston Hira, who was a fringe rookie of the year candidate after appearing in only 84 games. He hit 19 home runs and finished the season with a 303 average. That guy can hit. Uh, he's going to be a middle-of-the-order guy for this team for a long time to come. And uh, Yasmani Grandal obviously had a big year, hitting 28 homers while driving in 77. He had an OBP of 380, thanks to 109 walks on the season. Um, unfortunately, the Brewers were priced out of keeping him as he went to the White Sox. But, uh, I mean, he delivered on that one-year contract that they signed him to for sure. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. He was a big piece, and it's definitely a big loss for them. They're, they really – like. If I obviously going to talk about more of the off season in a little while, but you know that's kind of like a big thing for this, this Brewers team. They kind of seems like they they really haven't done anything. They just lost guys like they lost Mustakas as well, and they also lost uh, Grandall. So it's I mean in that division right now, I'm I'm honestly I think the Reds are like it's, it's a possibility the Reds can win that division because they've make it been making moves this off season and you know the Cubs and. Brewers really haven't done anything. So, yeah, absolutely. On paper, it's been kind of a tough one to reconcile. As you see, you know, the the, the Reds making move after move. Um, obviously, Castellanos, I think, was the big pickup for them uh, recently in the last week or so. Plus, you know, they've got an infield full of guys that can hit. They got Aquino coming back. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with up and down their lineup. But, um, you know, I think uh, what was interesting for the Brewers. Uh, you know, I guess as we segue into the offseason discussion here is, um, you know, they, yeah, I, I kind of look at them and I'm kind of like, you know, this is uh, my nickname, I think, for them this year is going to be the Budget Brewers because mm-hmm. they, they kind of, you know, stop short of making the big free agent splash. But if yeah. you look at a little bit closer at some of the guys that they picked up, I think they got some guys that could really contribute this year. Uh, and they also kind of fill out their depth in the minor leagues, which um, is not you know, a, a great farm system, but they got a bunch of guys on minor league deals uh, that could potentially contribute to this team uh, yet, yet this year or provide, you know, necessary depth for a 162-game season. So um, I, I think there are some guys that, you know, aside from the big splash, which I don't think they have quite the budget to make or didn't feel like making, um, I, I think there are some guys that, 
will contribute uh, absolutely for sure this season. Um, namely, I think one of the big acquisitions that I'm kind of excited about was the trade for Omar Narvaez, uh, the catcher from, I believe he was with um, Seattle. And uh, he was traded for right-handed pitcher Adam Hill and a competitive balanced draft pick. Um, that's a nice lefty bat to have out of the catcher spot. And what's interesting is I think that dynamic at catcher will be a little bit more even because the Brewers two years ago uh, got fairly decent production from Manny Pena out of the uh, primary catcher role as a right-handed bat uh, two years ago. But then with Grandal taking up most of that playing time, um, you know, it, it really cut into uh, Pena's ability to get at bats. And I think what you'll see this year from the Brewers, specifically at the catcher position, is a more even split of that uh, righty-lefty matchup. And I don't think that will entirely replace uh, Grandal's production, but I think Navar, uh, sorry, Narvarez, uh, Narvaez, sorry, um, Narvaez's bat will play very well at Miller Park, uh, I believe. Uh, I think he had, what, 22 home runs last year uh, for Seattle, and that, that is not the uh, shortest right field fence there for them. Uh, so I think he was a good pickup. Um, another uh, offensive guy they picked up was outfielder Avisael Garcia. Uh, right. They signed him to a two-year deal. And that I think that one kind of flew under the radar mm-hmm. um, for them. Uh, and I think he'll be uh, kind of a plug-and-play left fielder for them and maybe get a little bit of time uh, spelling uh, Lorenzo Cain in center field. Um, and he's a, he's another 20-homer guy and a guy who hits for decent average as well. He had uh, 282 with 20 homers last season. So uh, that's another guy who I think is going to, as, as you, you know, as I look at the Brewers offseason as a, as a whole, I don't really think they anticipate getting a lot from Ryan Braun in what may be his last season. Uh, he did have a quote the other day at the fan fest i think a week or so ago where he suggested this might be his last year um so i think the brewers are kind of game planning for we may not get you know an excellent final season from ryan braun so um they are kind of filling out the rest of the team um accordingly with with some of these free agents to kind of uh spell him in left field because he he hasn't been a a guy to threaten 162 as far as playing all the whole season uh, the last couple of years, you know, kind of dealing with injuries and whatnot. So, um, you know, I think Garcia is going to be a, a great addition to kind of even out that outfield. Um, but as you said, I mean, not, not really a ton of uh, big name players, but some guys that, that will definitely uh, fill spots um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think, as you mentioned, Garcia there, I think I think he'll be really solid. At the, as you mentioned, he's another 20-home run guy. he definitely give you production. So mm-hmm. I, def, I can definitely see that. And obviously, as with, Bra- with Braun as well, maybe not playing as much. He, I can see him playing the outfield a lot and giving, mm-hmm. like, giving uh, solid production. Mm-hmm. And I think the general theme for david stearns the general manager has just been you know let's get some budget bats who will play well at miller park and i think that was just kind of what what as you look down the list of some of the other guys that they picked up uh one of the other guys i'm kind of excited about is justin smoke uh they picked him up in free agency on a one-year deal um he's a switch hitting bat who will i i think kind of you know be another guy that helps replace some of the production um at 
uh, first base, uh, both from Eric Thames, who they lost, as well as some of the production from the middle of the order uh, that they were seeing from Grandal. Uh, you know, another switch hitting bat hit 22 home runs for Toronto last year in a pretty big park out there. So I think he's another guy who could, you know, be in that 25, 28 home run range. Um, you know, I think that's a pretty optimistic uh, prognostication for him. Uh, and he hits for a little bit more average than Eric Thames, who he'll be replacing for sure. So um, a couple good options that they that they picked up that I think are, you know, maybe under the radar signings, but bats that I think will play very well uh, at Miller Park. A couple others that they signed, uh, Ryan Healy. Uh, they picked up Jed Jerko uh, uh, as a corner infielder. And um, Eric Sogard returns to Milwaukee. Nerd Power is coming back to Milwaukee. Uh, as, as Eric Sogard will be returning on a one-year deal as well. So, um, you know, a couple bats. I, I, I think the general philosophy for David Stearns over his time, as much as Brewer fans want to kind of be in denial about this and, you know, wonder why we don't chase the the big name like Strasburg or Madison Bumgarner, um, I think the general theme for GM David Stearns over the past few years is let's, you know, not spend high-value assets, whether it be big contracts or – uh, significant trade value on starting pitching. Uh, I think this is a, a team that is very much built to get five, maybe six innings out of a starter and then just go right into the bullpen, um, which, you know, worked for them very well, I think, two years ago. I think it worked well enough for them to get 89 wins uh, this season, but uh, it's kind of been the, the MO for the for the Brewers over the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's obviously worked before on other teams. So if they they can continue using that philosophy, I think they'll be successful. Is you know, it's, teams do it a lot now, especially in this in the game now. And these these it's it's changing. Like you don't you don't usually see like eight innings or nine innings from the start anymore, mm-hmm. unless, unless you're like Garrett Cole or whatever, Justin Verlander, something. Yeah. Like that. Absolutely. I mean, they're, you know, they're those guys that can do that. And it's such an asset to have a, to have a team that has one of those guys, which is why, um, you know, the pipe dream kind of was the Brewers chasing after one of those guys, whether it be Baumgartner or Strasburg or even some of these second or, you know, I guess a two or, you know, one, a kind of categories, uh, whether it be Dallas Keuchel or Hinjin Ryu, uh, a couple of those other starters that were out there in free agency this year. Um, but I can respect that, that, you know, David Stearns has stuck to his philosophy, which is just not uh, spending high-value assets on starting pitching, um, you know, kind of segueing the conversation into moves I wish they would have made. Um, uh, you know, obviously picking up or, or re-signing either Mike Moustakas or Yasmani Grandal, uh, was kind of up there as far as one of the things that I would have liked to see in either or of those guys. I didn't really expect both, but it would have been nice to have uh, one because they do live two gaping holes in that lineup, whether it be, um, you know, a third base or or a catcher. I mean, that, that was offensive production that they had a catcher that they have not had since the prime years, I think, of Jonathan Lucroy for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was such an asset for this team to have a power-hitting switch catcher. Um you know, I thought uh, that was a guy that they should have, you know, thrown whatever they could at, but obviously, you know, got priced out of it. Um, you know, some people wanted Josh Donaldson at third. I didn't think he was a great fit for them. He ends up going to the Twins, I believe. Um, and I, I didn't think that was quite the guy, uh, you know, to fit for them. Uh, but as you look at the, 
at the Brewers kind of, you know, projected lineup for the infield, I mean, they're going to have an almost entirely different infield that they had from opening day. Um, one of the other acquisitions that they made was a trade in late November, uh, right around Thanksgiving for, um, they traded Trent Grisham and Zach Davies, their starter, uh, for uh, Luis Arias and Eric Lauer of the Padres. And Arias is uh, quite a hitting prospect, it sounds like. He uh, had, had a bat that um, was graded very highly uh, among scouts. So I think, um, you know, and the quote from David Stearns after that trade was, you know, we wanted some more production out of the shortstop position. So um, he kind of kind of called out uh you know, Orlando Arcia for his relative lack of production from the shortstop uh, position offensively. He's been a great defender over the years, but uh, not quite what they're looking for offensively. So, um, you know, it, it would have been uh, nice to see the Brewers go for uh, kind of a third baseman. I don't know if they project Arias to take that third baseman role. He, I know he just sustained uh, a wrist injury that he got surgery for. I believe he's due back about a week prior to opening day, but they'll probably give him, you know, plenty of time to make sure that he's ready before throwing him in the lineup. Um, but uh, Rios will be an interesting addition to that infield. Obviously, Keston Hero will be back at second. Uh, but then you got at first base, uh, it sounds like they're going to platoon Ryan Braun in there with, you know, some combination of either Justin Smoke, uh, Jed Jerko plays a little bit of first, I believe, and um, Brian Healy, you know, maybe in that conversation as well. Uh, it's it's really interesting. The Brewers picked up a lot of guys who they're not going to have space for. So a couple of them are on minor league deals and will obviously be, you know, come up some, some of those guys that are the, the first, uh, you know, phone call uh, from the minors if somebody goes down. So they'll have plenty of depth. Um, but uh, it's going to be some interesting cuts as far as, uh, you know, the 25-man roster coming out of camp this year. Oh yeah, just uh, it actually is now twenty six this year. They changed it. To oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. It'll be, yeah, it'll be twenty six in the whole season, and then September instead of forty, it'll be like I think it's twenty eight. So. Yeah, I heard they were getting rid of the the forty uh, man expanded rosters, but uh, having one more will be interesting. Especially, I think that that's a move that favors the Brewers, uh, quite frankly, because of the way they like to run their team. Uh, you know, that gives them an extra reliever that they can rotate in and out and, um, you know, or an extra bench bat if one of these guys that they signed to a minor league deal, um, you know, they want him for uh, for an at-bat or something like that. A couple of the guys that they brought in on minor league deals uh, included Lorgan Morrison, first base corner outfield guy, uh, Jace Peterson, infielder, uh, relief pitcher Justin Grimm, uh, center fielder Keon Broxton, who returns to Milwaukee, uh, relief pitcher Mike Morin, and uh, starting pitcher Shelby Miller, all on minor league deals. So those are guys that uh, you could see up and down or you know, just filling out the depth uh, this year. So potentially guys that can contribute, especially with that uh, expanded 26-man roster now. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be something that helps a lot of teams They just have like an extra guy – to like to use as you know platoon platoon kind of guy or whatever 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 mm-hmm. maybe but even like some teams like if you have like a some, like those a couple teams that have like a two way guy they can have that that uh, twenty six guy is kind of somebody that can pitch or you know hit absolutely 
yeah, it's going to be different to see how, uh, you know, interesting to see how teams across the league kind of navigate that 26 player because I'm sure that, um, you know, it's kind of been difficult for teams playing double headers and stuff like that to make a 25 man roster work game to game. So uh, that'll, I think that's a good addition for the league and will definitely favor a team like the Brewers that likes to use their depth up and down the lineup. For sure, yeah. And then just going back to that trade, I I, th- I really like that trade for the for the Brewers. I it was kind of weird, like for the Padres. I don't know why the Padres want to trade for for Davies. It's like I think Lauer has more of a ceiling than him. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would have been better for the Padres to keep him. But I really, yeah, I really- frankly, and if you look back to Davies' best year, I mean, he got the 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 running joke prank practically for the. Uh, for the broadcast team, I remember that year was like, you know, how much run support is Zach Davies going to get this night? I mean, it was just unreal. I think he led the league actually in run support that year, was near the top of the league at least in run support. Uh, you know, it's something like a 15-win season. I don't have that offhand, but um, yeah. uh, he had he had a great year that year, but it was with a lot of run support. And, you know, Grisham, I think, is a very talented hitter. I mean, the Brewers almost barely missed a beat, you know, despite how excellent Christian Yelich is. Um, they, you know, they weren't plugging in a guy who could hit eighth. I mean, Grisham was a it was a top end of the lineup kind of hitter. Um, and I think they get, you know, a good prospect there for their outfield. And the Padres are going to be definitely a team uh, to reckon with this season with all the moves they made. But um, I guess Arias wasn't quite in their, you know, plans with um, – you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. at short wasn't really going to give him many opportunities to crack the starting lineup. So I, I think they just, you know, sold on him and maybe got a guy in Davies who they can kind of run out their rotation for 2020. And, you know, but the Brewers will definitely take it on there. And I thought that was a, you know, a great move to potentially get some competition and offense in at the shortstop position for sure. Yeah, it should be interesting see how this how they they move this roster around mm-hmm. and uh you know going segueing back to to the conversation about third base um you know the one you know the other pipe dream move that i was kind of hoping for this this offseason and there were obviously have been rumors throughout the offseason on it was um uh making a move at third base because Frankly, I mean, you look at their roster right now for third base. I looked at the projected uh, MLB.com uh, third base depth chart, and it is it has Eric Sogard as the starting third baseman. Which, boy, if if that is if that is the case, well into this season, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty massive hole, I think, in the lineup, uh, it's especially defensively, but also, um, you know, compared to Mike Mustakas, I think that's a pretty significant um, hole at third base for the Brewers that they did not, they're kind of, you know, they put some patchwork on it, but didn't quite fill. Uh, and then beyond that, you got Jed Jerko, Arias uh, may play some third, but, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Arias and Arcia split time or play time together. Ryan Healy also plays a little bit, bit of third, but is not, you know, super, uh, you know, doesn't have a great deal of prowess at, at uh, third base defensively. Uh, so I was kind of hoping that the Brewers might, you know, and obviously this is pipe dream, but, um, you know, might throw a package together uh, for Nolan Arenado. 
at, at third base. Uh, I know he has uh, kind of been in trade talks uh, this whole offseason as the Rockies kind of decide who they are as a team right now. And uh, I was kind of hoping that they might throw something together. And frankly, I was as far as I was concerned, I was willing to part with Josh Hader as part of that package. Uh, and I think other people were talking about Lorenzo Cain uh, being part of that. I don't think that would have been the worst trade to, to you know, potentially sell high, you know, relatively high on Kane and and Hater, um, and get both those guys out there for a third baseman. I think that would have been a, you know, a, a relatively surprising move, but uh, you know, kind of a pipe pipe dream uh, for us as Brewer fans to get that big splash because, you know, circling back to the off season as as a whole, I think. Um, you know, you talk about the moves that the Brewers made a while back about uh, getting Moustakis, getting Yasmani Grandal, you know, the offseason before that in 2018, the perhaps what has basically become a uh, holiday for Brewers fans, January 25th of 2018, um, they pick up Yelich and Kane on the same day, which has, you know, obviously been a incredibly impactful um, signing and, and trade for Yelich and um you know, I think Brewer fans collectively were were looking at this offseason. All right, you know what what's going to be the big move this year? Because we've made those big moves the last two years and made the playoffs, and you know those were only the fifth and sixth postseason appearances for this Brewer team uh, in team history, and um, you know uh, we're we're kind of getting hungry for that that big postseason run again this year, and we we see this Yelich window as kind of our window to. Uh, compete for a, you know, a title. Um, so we're kind of looking for that big move and didn't quite get it this offseason, but we'll see. Yeah, there's still a little bit of time, but, and then also, of course, the trade deadline, they can try to make something happen there. Too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, some of these moves pan out. And I think uh, there is going to be some pressure, especially if that third base you know, position doesn't work out to uh, to make a move there because um, you know not having that production could hurt this team. It's going to be kind of an interesting shuffle of the lineup to have uh, you know a, a guy that you did have batting in the middle of the lineup in Mustakis to now have that third base position now maybe in the seven eight you know position in the lineup uh, and Sogard potentially. So. We'll, we'll see how that all turns out. And, you know, just to circle back again to uh, Hater as well. Um, I actually, you know, I, I believe you're, you're a Yankees fan, right, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was talking to, uh, about this as we were playing on this podcast about, um, I don't know if you caught much wind of this, but there were kind of some Hater to the Yankees mm-hmm. um, rumors floating around. Were you kind of on board for any of those potential trades or? Um. I would I I would be on board to trade for him, but not mm-hmm. not some of these trades I'm seeing. Like a lot of people are like there's once there, when those rumors were circulating, there was a lot of people like making up their own trades and like saying trade let's trade like whatever Andujar Garcia. I think one of them mentioned Garcia to Davey Garcia, the pitching prospects, and mm-hmm. like Clint Frazier and bunch of like they were like I think they that I wouldn't want to give up that much for him. Yeah, I wonder how serious those discussions actually were, but I think, you know, I think realistically at minimum, I think it would have cost, uh, um, you know, a, a significant uh, contributor at third base because I think that's, you know, the one hole that they're still looking to fill. Uh, but what's interesting, I, honestly, I 
I wanted the Brewers to make that move, quite frankly. I, I think Hader um, is slipping a little bit uh, these past couple of years. I know that's like borderline sacrilege to say about a guy who just run one National League reliever of the year this past year. But, um, I, you know, you look at his numbers and uh, his uh, ERA has gone up uh, each year, only slightly. I think he's up to like 2.6 uh, right now. Um, but, uh, you know, his, if he, uh, the eyes just tell you uh, hitters are not um, – hitters are not given that breaking ball of his any respect. He kind of tried to work in his slider a little bit more this year, and guys were either tattooing that or just letting it go, uh, just sitting on that fastball of his. And uh, what's interesting is his home runs allowed went up from 4 in 2017 to 9 in 2018, and he gave up 15 this past year. So, you know, he's kind of a... He's kind of, you know, as many fireballers kind of are, you know, that that ball is obviously going to come off the bat with a great deal of velocity. But, you know, those numbers tell me that hitters are just kind of sitting on that fastball and however deceptive his delivery may be and with the hair flowing, as I've uh, kind of seen an MLB Network breakdown of how that hair can kind of cause a little bit of more trickery for the hitter in the box. But um, I I think hitters are starting to key on that fastball, and I'm – I wouldn't have been too upset if the Brewers decided to sell high on him this offseason. It looks like they're going to keep him around, um, and you know, hopefully he develops that secondary pitch. But um, I was a little bit worried down the stretch, and obviously, you know, circling back to where this discussion started, uh, that that wild card game. That you know, mm-hmm. if you would have told me Brewers what ahead three to three to one, I think in the eighth, yeah, uh, with Josh Hader on the mound, I would have taken that ten times out of ten. Uh, but you know, uh, it was just a little bit, uh, too much for him to handle there in the eighth. And, um, I, I think that fastball is, is, uh, you know, obviously very deceptive, but is not quite going to do it on its own if hitters are keying on it. So, um, kind of wish they would have made a move maybe to, maybe to sell high on him this off season. Yeah, it looked like they were they were really thinking about it for a while. It seemed like, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess they just didn't find the right the right trade. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand wanting to you know get as much as you can out of him, but um, I guess for me, you know, going forward as we look at the biggest questions going into camp, um, I think you know among them, obviously, as I mentioned, is third base. I mean, it just feels like a gaping hole for them as far as what they got there. Um, you know, Sogard and Healy will maybe contend for that third base spot with Jerko, you know, as, as well, maybe getting some playing time. Uh, and then, at, uh, you know, as you go around the horn in the infield, you got Arias. Uh, once he gets back from the broken bone in his left wrist, um, you know, he's projected to be ready by opening day, but, you know, it, it uh, may take longer than that. So does he eventually take Orlando Arcia's job? Does one of them move to third? I think that's a big question for Brewers fans going in this season. And, um, you know, how, I, I think how, how Ryan Braun fits into all this will be interesting as well. They they flirted first when Yelich actually first came to Milwaukee. They were talking about, you know, how does this uh, work out for Ryan Braun? Is he going to shift to the infield? Um, but uh, they didn't quite get him. I think they got him some spring training reps, but I don't think they gave him much uh, regular season time at first base. But he is definitely making that switch at least part-time uh, to first base this season. So how 
that split works out with him and Justin Smoke. If Justin Smoke really plays well, you know, where does Braun find time in this lineup? Because I think uh, then it's between him and Avisiel Garcia and left. Um, so how all that stuff, uh, you know, works out will be kind of interesting. But I think if the Brewers have learned anything in the last couple of years, uh, it always pays to have, you know, plenty of guys who can play each position. Uh, it, it, one, once upon a time, we were talking about the outfield being too crowded with uh, Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich and Ryan Braun. But, you know, that, that has all worked out uh, over the past couple of years and gotten them to the playoffs. So, um, you know, it certainly doesn't hurt to have as many good players as you can to play each position. We'll just see how uh, some of those guys, particularly in the infield, kind of uh, shake into each of those positions and find their roles on this team. Yeah, definitely. So, and then just want to ask you, what do you think, what are your predictions for like their, their uh, record? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as far as this team and I, I honestly, I'd be uh, doing you a disservice if I didn't focus on the, or if I didn't spend a little bit of time on the rotation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of want to just circle back on that real quick. Cause I skipped over a couple things. Um, uh, just as for, in regards to the rotation going into 2018, uh, they wanted Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, who, if you kind of remember in those playoffs against the Dodgers, really shined in limited time out of the bullpen. Uh, they kind of wanted those guys to be their featured guys going into 2019. Both of them struggled. Peralta had an ERA of 5.29 for the season that only got lower as he gained some traction coming out of the pen. And Corbin Burns had an ERA of 8.82 before being sent down to AAA, had an ERA north of 8 there and uh, was sent down to double-A in August. So, that I mean, that's a guy who you wanted to be like a second, third guy in the rotation behind Brandon Woodruff. And, uh, you know, completely uh, the wheels fell off for both of those guys. So uh, the guys that they brought in were uh, former uh, Pirate, actually, in 2017, Josh Lindblom, uh, who actually pitched in Korea last year and won the KBO MVP. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how he transitions back to the starting rotation, as well as um, uh, Brett Anderson, who they signed to a one-year deal. Uh, so he's going to help fill out that rotation as well and provide a, a nice lefty for their rotation. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that rotation shakes out as well, because I think the Brewers have a lot of capable arms, uh, but it'll be definitely who stands out in camp, who um, you know will... Um, We'll obviously make the rotation, and we'll see how that transpires throughout the year as well. So looking ahead to 2020, uh, to answer your question in a roundabout way here, um, I honestly see this team as a team that could uh, definitely be on the plus side of 500. Um, and, uh, you know, being that 85-88 win kind of conversation, I think, again this year, you know, whether that is enough to win the NL Central uh, is kind of up for debate. Obviously, I think the... Cardinals won it with 91, uh, you know, wins last year. So um, I think that'll have them in the conversation again, Um, you know, potentially contending for a wild card spot again. Uh, I think the burden falls pretty heavily, especially with this pitching staff and the shape it's in right now for uh, Christian Yelich to get them there. But, you know, this guy is proven to be an absolute world beater over his first two seasons. I mean, two – I don't think in the Brewers' wildest dreams that they contend – or did they expect – uh, two MVP quality years out of Christian Yelich in the first two years. So, um, you know, I think the best news for the Brewers all off season was that, uh, you know, his knee was going to be, you know, as good as new as if nothing happened, I think was the quote that he 
that he said uh, as the rehab went on. So uh, him being healthy all year, I think, gives the Brewers an excellent shot to make the postseason. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to get a lot of complete game shutouts from their starters. Uh, they're going to have to have starters pitch five to six innings and rely heavily on the bullpen even when they get good outings. Uh, as far as competing in the playoffs, I feel like this team is not quite up and down the lineup a threat to go deep in the lineups. I think that whole lot third base is going to loom large and, you know, whatever doesn't shake out on that left side of the infield as far as shortstop and third base, they're going to need big offensive years from those guys to, uh, you know, uh, rely on on – their lineup up and down the lineup to generate runs. Um, you know, as I mentioned, this is a team that has only made the playoffs six times since moving to Milwaukee in 1970. So, um, you know, obviously the the expectations are pretty high given the last few years and the, the Christian Yelich window that we're all um, concerned about. But, um, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what, what this team is capable of. Uh, but I think they're definitely in that 85-win conversation and, it remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna make I'm, I'll make my prediction. And I'm I'm gonna throw kind of a semi hot take out there. I okay. think I'm gonna say that the Brewers are gonna end up being sellers at the deadline. Really? Because I, okay. I I'm gonna I'm just, I think they're gonna that that starting pitching is gonna be what what like what does them in mm-hmm. like. They have no, they have not, not really any, like solid aces in there. They just have kind of a bunch of guys thrown together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think th- Brandon Woodruff's kind of the, you know, the ace of the rotation. But even he at his best is, you know, a two or three guy in in other rotations. So I think that's you know a fair categorization. But sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm gonna say like somewhere around like seven. I think I'm gonna say like eighty, maybe like eighty-one wins or something like that. Okay. Okay. But I think that yeah, I think uh, what's his, yeah, it's, I think Hater's going to be in a big trade at the deadline, and then maybe I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a big trade that they make. Uh, but and you know, with that uh, division too, it's going to be a tough division with the Cardinals and the the Reds making moves. I think I could see them finishing fourth, even behind the Cubs and the Cardinals and Reds. Absolutely, I think that you know that is uh, that. You know, obviously that is the worst case scenario for for Brewers yeah. fans, but I think that that is definitely a possibility. I think, you know, Hater, uh, boy, Hater at the deadline would be uh, quite the quite the prize. That, that that'll get a lot of uh, that'll get a lot of traction if the Brewers are not you know looking like contenders around the trade deadline. Is is who's going to go out there and pay the high price? Which long term, you know, for the Brewers wouldn't perhaps not be the worst thing because they could get quite a haul for Hater, and then, you know, turn that around to either make, um, you know, a good move uh, or a big move next year uh, or uh, just fill out that farm system that is pretty depleted. Uh, you know, just kind of looking at their farm system, they invited a couple prospects from their, um, you know, their minor league system in this year to camp. Uh, first round pick in 2019, Ethan Small. Uh, he's a starting pitcher out of uh, Mississippi State, left-hander. Uh, he paid, he played single A after being drafted, but I doubt he makes the jump. Uh, and then their 2018 minor league pitcher of the year, Zach Brown, also got an invite to spring training this year. Uh, he struggled in AAA last season, and I don't see him contributing. Um, but two other names to keep an eye on, too, for the 
for the bullpen, I think, are Jake Faria and Ray Black, who may not start uh, in the majors this year, but uh, but will uh, both have the stuff to I think to contribute later on. And you know, even if if a, a trade is made to maybe get rid of Hater, maybe the Brewers take a look at Ray Black as a potential closer. He's a guy who can throw upwards of a hundred. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Brewers get some traction out of him in the bullpen this year. Uh, but as far as prospects to contribute this year, I don't think the Brewers got a lot to speak of right now. Um, so, you know, maybe a trade at the deadline of Hater would help, uh, you know, boost that farm system a little bit for sure in, in kind of the worst case scenario if they're not contending at the deadline. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to be, you know, the National League, well, I've talked about this a lot on this pod, the National League has so many teams that can contend, like, there's like pretty much almost every team can contend for a playoff spot and besides like well, I guess three teams, the Marlins, Giants, uh Pirates. Like like those are the three teams that definitely won't contend. Yeah. Yeah, no. and uh I think the Diamondbacks as far as um you know, contending for that diamond uh for that wild card spot might be the team to keep an eye on if they're if even if they don't overtake the Dodgers, I think will be um, you know, a significant uh, a threat to take that top wild card spot, and you know I think most teams could be chasing them uh, with all the moves they made to pick up Baumgartner and Starling Marte and all those guys. Uh, that's that's going to be a team to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, another team is uh, Padres too. They have all those oh yeah young guys, and I don't envy the position that those teams are in. That's going to be a a tough division, and you know I think you could be looking at two three teams from that division that make the. Uh, the playoffs alone if they don't beat up on each other. So, um, and I'm sure they will. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. And I think that increases the primacy on the Brewers, you know, taking care of their own division. Uh, Cause that, those wild card spots are going to be a tough chase. I think this year for sure. Definitely. <clears throat> it's funny. We on uh, the one last podcast, we were talking about like what happens if there's like an 11 team tie or something, or an eight-team tie for the wild card. I have no idea what the sequence of tiebreakers is for that, but I would be, that's a rabbit hole I'm interested in going down. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be interesting. You'd have, you'd take like a month, an extra month of the season to figure that out. Yeah. Those game 163s are fun, but I don't really see, uh, you know, doing a whole nother series. Yeah, I'm sure players would not be thrilled about that kind of yeah. depth of the season for sure and then you just said you would have to figure out like who the wild cards are at first and then you still have to play the wild card game <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that'd be a mess uh, but yeah if, i don't know if you have any other thoughts on the brewers I mean, that's that's pretty much most of what I got. I think the, the back end of the rotation or the back end of the bullpen I think will be kind of interesting because uh, Hayter, you know, transitioning obviously to the primary closer role this past year um, after Corey Kniebel went down with an injury. So once Corey comes back, uh, I think he's on track to be ready for opening day. That'll obviously get two of that three-headed monster that the Brewers had two years ago where they had Jeremy Jeffers, Corey Kniebel, and Josh Hader all performing at, at their peak uh, two years ago. You'll kind of have two of those guys back, and um, it'll be kind of interesting to see how the back end of that bullpen, uh, you know, plays out. But other than that, I think uh, that pretty well covers the notes that I had. Uh, I don't know if you had any other questions about where the Brewers are at right now. 
No, I think we covered covered it all. It's a good pod, so thanks for coming on again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if I can do a quick plug, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, uh, I, my day job is I'm a Trempolo County Times associate editor. Uh, I'm just north of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, I just started my own podcast recently called Small Town BS. So be sure to check that out on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for having me on, Alex. Yeah, no problem. And you know, if you ever want to come on again another time for you know just to talk some brewers or just baseball in general, you're always welcome. All right. Well, that sounds good. Thanks, Alex. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. And good luck to your brewers for this season. Thanks, man. Yeah, so that's another episode in the Too Much Pod, Too Much Pod Tar, uh, thirty teams and thirty pod series. So you know, it's baseball season. It's full. It's we're in uh, baseball season has the floor now after the Super Bowl. So it's going to be all baseball every day for the rest for the rest of the year, basically. For well, I mean, until the season's over. So for me, and uh, anyway, but. I mean, obviously, too, I like basketball. So, I mean, I watch basketball. Like, And the Lakers, my team, they're, they're going to be good this year. So, I mean, they're going to be going deep in the playoffs. So. Yep. Might, might see uh, might see my Bucks in the finals there. Yeah. <laughs> Bucks would be a good matchup. Yeah, that, that would be quite quite an entertaining one for sure. Uh, and just a reminder, you could never have too much pot tar. <laughs> <laughs>